Hey, everyone. Welcome to Down the Rabbit Hole on Domain Sherpa. Jen and JT here. And as we say on Domain Sherpa, all roads lead to domains. And in the reverse, our work with domains has us venturing all the time into new realms, hence the jump down the rabbit hole. This is our tech-adjacent digital assets, pop culture, tangent, positive, anything goes, monthly-ish podcast with a dash of domain nuggets for good measure. We will explore provocative topics with our distinguished guests, such unrelated news, and likely shower you with irrelevant trivia. That's right. And to that end, on today's show, we've got the one and only Sean Markey, along with Shane, to talk about SEO and domains. And remember, if you're listening to the audio version of this podcast, you can also watch the video version at DomainSherpa.com and on our YouTube channel at DS.TV. You can also check us out on Apple, Spotify, and other podcast platforms as well. And as usual, big shout out to Dan.com, the number one place in the world to buy and sell your domains with a special platform made for domain investors. Also, we're now integrating our shows with Muse.ai, which provides new search functionality for the shows and transcripts as well. So definitely check all that out. With that, tis time to get curiouser and dive down the rabbit hole on Domain Sherpa, where all roads lead to domains. Let's go. What's up, Sherpa Network? Thank you for tuning in today. My name is Jonathan Tenenbaum, a.k.a. JT, a.k.a. Jayon, a.k.a. Sherpa Winfrey, a.k.a. The Mad Hatter, and I'm the host and producer of Domain Sherpa, where all roads lead to domains. Today is another show in our Down the Rabbit Hole series. So welcome to the Tea Party. As we say here on Domain Sherpa, all roads lead to domains. And in the reverse, our work with domains has us venturing all the time into different areas and things, some more familiar to us, crypto, NFTs, other digital assets, and plenty of others that aren't so familiar, hence the jump down the rabbit hole. This particular show is co-hosted by Jen and myself, and we describe it as a tech-adjacent, digital asset, pop culture, tangent-positive podcast with some domain stuff thrown in for good measure. So we choose a topic or two we get into and maybe even cover some related news of the day, and we also bring on some interesting guests. On that note, today's topic is domains and SEO with the one and only Sean Markey, a.k.a. the SEOG. Yeah, I'm not even at the official AKAs and I'm already bringing the heat, y'all. I'm feeling pretty good about today. And, uh, you know, Sean's a friend and uh, and an expert in his space. So very, very excited to have him on the show today. So uh, if it's cool with y'all, let me go ahead. I'm going to go around the horn, do the AKAs, and then I'll introduce Sean properly, if that's cool. Unless you guys got anything in the meantime, y'all. It's nice having the show without Drew because I don't get cut off before I can even get going. You know what I mean? So it's uh, yeah, we can this all is talk. The nice show. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a nice show. Yo, let's go. All right, so over to my right, I got my girl Jen Sale, aka Aussie Osborne, aka Olivia Newton Jen, aka Rocket Out Dundee, aka Dingo Star, aka Melbourne to be wild, aka Sipping on Jen and Juice. And in this show, Alice, what's uh, what's up? How we doing down the rabbit hole? What's good? How you been? It's been a minute. And uh, we've got this show this month. We've got another really cool one next month. We've got some really interesting things happening with the Down the Rabbit Hole series and with the May Sherpa in general. And uh, but what's what's up? Yo, how you doing? Um. Well, yeah, obviously, we took a little bit of a break, which it's me. It- it's definitely me, as Taylor Swift would say. Um, like, so April was like 
all of our family's birthdays. And then on May, I went on retreat to be Zen Jen. And now we're back. So exciting. But um, I I did, um, I had, I got a funny story to tell you about Australia as you brought it up. Um, So I was waking up quite early in the morning as I do. Usually it's dark because I like to get down the beach for like a walk around about sunrise. And I looked over and I'm like kind of coming to, and I saw this big black thing on my bed next to my pillow and just instinctively swiped this thing, heard this dunk against the wall, and then I heard this little Yeah, I'm dead set serious. It oh. it would have been a huntsman spider, and I don't know how big it was, but I can't find it. It's oh. in my bedroom. <laughs> Everything about that story is terrible. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it didn't even have a good ending, you know? You're this, like, this story is brought to you by Australian Tourism. <laughs> uh, wow. You know, living in Florida, we get it, um, but that's yeah. pretty terrible. Like, to hear the it was bad. And the fact that you haven't found it, it's like, oh, I'm sure it just left. You know, I'm sure it just said, oh, this is, I'm out, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's planning. To be continued for sure. (laughs) All right. Well, cool. Uh, Not great, but it is what it is. Let's keep it moving here. To my lower right, we got my boy Shane Coulter, a.k.a. Sugar Shane, a.k.a. Honey Shane, a.k.a. Mike Rowe, a.k.a. Blame It on the Shane, a.k.a. House of Shane, a.k.a. The Cultivator, Blue Oyster Culture, the Culture Personality, the Culture Club, doing it for the culture, a.k.a. In Shane in the Membrane, a.k.a. In Shane in the Blockchain. What's up, man? Coming live from Colorado. Talk to us. How's how's the summer going, yeah. man? How you living? It's good. I mean, uh, this is definitely our summer home for many, many years. Yeah, up okay. in, we're at eleven thousand two hundred feet, thin air, no people, miles of trail. So, yeah, I apologize for the wind. We, you know, it's still work. We still have to work while here. So my daughter's working in one Zoom call. My wife's working in another Zoom call. We got three hundred and twenty megabytes just blasting through the thin air of Colorado. <laughs> so, um, hey, yeah, awesome. I got a similar story. I was I was driving. One of the things that my Bronco, you know, I've talked about this Bronco I bought and I've wanted to use it. Illinois is not the greatest place to use it, but Colorado, you there's just a million trails and you just head out. And I found this place that splits two mountains. My wife, I, I took her back. I wanted to show her something that I had seen because there were a bunch of log cabins. The log cabins are there from the 1800s, just sitting there. Uh, nobody's touched them. But out there, my wife goes, man, look at that horse. That wild horse is so beautiful. We get up to it. It's an elk bigger than a horse i i had no i hadn't seen elk except in the zoo right i'm not that you know yeah, i haven't okay. really uh so um but man i got up close and it was huge like that thing is those things are bigger than horses no wonder they hurt people it's just crazy <laughs> they are yeah. monstrous so yeah so anyway it's not a spider but these bears and elk are serious things out here i uh we just don't have any of that in illinois yeah, no. Well, hey, man, I love. First of all, I like how you're like eleven thousand two hundred feet above. You know, that two hundred feet is where you really get the get that extra thin air. You know what I mean? That's the difference. When people come from eleven thousand, they can barely breathe. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, it does make a difference. Like I went to Colorado Springs and I saw Paul Nix, which was fantastic. This this space is amazing. That even people, you know. He was two hours away, but he said, you want to have some breakfast? I said, hell yeah, I'll, I'll drive, go see some. We saw Garden of the Gods, met his wife, 
that's what it's all about, man. It was just great. But going down to 5,000 feet, I felt like a million bucks, man. It's like free oxygen down there. Yeah, so yeah. You're like, well, I'm going to take was, some of this back up with me. Exactly. What, um, ran about 40 miles. What? Uh, so is Paul in uh, Colorado? Like, is he spending more He's time? He's visiting there? family just... as well. Yeah. There's, it, that's the thing. This time of year, everybody's visiting Colorado. No mosquitoes. Good, you know, uh, good hiking. So it's, it's it, Colorado Springs. It's crazy. You know, I haven't been coming here that long, but just to watch the building of these these towns. I mean, Denver has always been big, but Colorado Springs and Estes Park and Dillon and Frisco, it's absolutely crazy how much construction is going on here. I don't know if that's good or bad, but um, that's where we're at. And you know well, why? It's kind of like live, California. People got to live somewhere, man, you know? And um, I think, yeah. Uh, yeah, the no mosquitoes, the beautiful weather. I mean, there's a lot of stuff out on the West Coast. I mean, Seattle's beautiful in the summertime. I mean, people have this misconception about, you know, what Seattle looks like. All the, They think it's all grunge and rainy and nasty. And I remember the first time going out in like late July for a name jet board meeting and uh, to the Enom offices or the right side offices at the time. And I mean, the weather literally couldn't have been better. And uh, they were like, well, yeah, this is, this is kind of what it's like, you know, in July, August. And just don't tell anybody, you know, we, you know, we don't want more people. <laughs> we don't want people coming here. And, uh, and I think even as climate change takes more of a hold, it'll make the weather even better compared to everywhere else. So the, uh, you know, it's, uh, yeah. Hey, but people, you know, well, that's a, that's the thing is the all time high here ever is 86 degrees. So it's never gotten hot and there are no homeless. Everybody's homeless here. Like everybody has a tent and a backpack. So there's no, no homeless people at all. <laughs> no mosquitoes. And, uh, yeah, it's, I like uh, it. Everybody's got their thing. You know, there's, I just happen to like it. And I think the best thing is just see the world little places at a time. And this summer that's going to be Leadville, Colorado for me. Yeah, no, I love it, man. Well, you know, like you said, I mean, look, people have their things and a lot of people just like beautiful weather and fresh air and, you know, and uh, even if it's a little thin and the mosquitoes thing, I mean, being in Florida, like I get bit all the time and it's so frustrating. And that's the one thing that keeps our, like the cost of living somewhat manageable where I'm at is because if we had the no bugs and the no humidity, it would basically be where you are, it'd be San Diego and it would cost twice as much to live here. So instead it's like, Hey, if you can deal with mosquitoes, the size of baseballs, you know what I'm saying? Then, you know, come on down. But, um, everywhere's got their things, but that's awesome, man. Well, look, I think that's great. We'll talk more about it as we go, but let's slide to the star of the show. Let's get this thing moving and talk about something really like the stuff that people are tuning in for. All right. We got below me. We've got the one and only Sean Markey, AKA Sean Markey, Mark, AKA X Markey's the spot, AKA Sean Grand Marquis, AKA Sean Marquis to the city, AKA Sean Marquis and Peel, AKA the SEO whisperer, AKA Mr. SEO. No, he didn't. AKA Mr. SEO say, can you see AKA the SEO G? What's up, man? For those of you who don't know, ranktheory.com. Check it out. It is the newsletter. He lives in Castle Valley, Utah with his wife and assorted pets, cats, and dogs. He has been that dude for a long, long time. He's also an avid domain investor, which gives him unique insight within our world. And, uh, you know, and one time he met an owl in real life. So we've talked about spiders, we've talked about elk. And then you met the owl, man. I mean, I read it was on your site, dude. I had to bring it up, you know. So, so how are we doing? It was good. <laughs> I think that bio is a little old. Is that on the? Is that on my my personal site? I don't even know. That? I mean, I was. It's on the internet. You know what I mean? That's I just about I to say they they didn't talk to uh, Mayflower Moving Company. See that you had moved. 
Oh no, are you yeah. no longer in Utah? Where are you at now? Uh, I'm at, I'm up in northern Vermont. Oh no way! Okay, we'll see. Yeah. So this gives us something to talk about right there. So how come you <laughs> made the move? How long ago did you make the move? Let's talk. Let's get a little personal before we get into the business stuff. So what brought um, you to the East Coast? Well, kind of the out west, it's dying. Like lack of water, lack of rainfall, heat. Um, you know, it's beautiful. Like way up in the mountains, super nice. We lived in Castle Valley, which was in southeastern Utah, out by Moab. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was about forty four hundred feet above sea level, and like we we moved there in twenty fourteen, and it just slowly like stopped raining. So by the time we moved, like it just hardly ever rained at all, and the Colorado River is like getting lower every year. We were like, uh, let's go somewhere where there's some water, where it rains. Uh, That's really, so, yeah. you know, I, and like we were, we're both lucky enough to work from home, my wife and I, and uh, to, to have the cash to, you know, fund a move like that across the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we moved out here in July of 21. Oh, wow. Okay. And, uh, and how do you like it? It's great. We do have mosquitoes, which aren't great. I grew up in Charleston and we lived in Florida, so I'm used to that. Okay. But we didn't have those in in uh, in Castle Valley as much. They're they're still around. Um, but yeah, I know it's beautiful up here. Super green. We moved to like a 1.7 acre piece of property, an old farmhouse. We've got like a huge pond in the backyard. No spiders, no moose or elk, but uh, we have a family of geese. That, are, that grew up around the pond and yeah, I saw them go from little chicks to like weird looking dinosaurs, you know, before all their feathers grow in. It's yeah, nice. Yeah. I really like it up here. That's awesome, dude. Um, yeah. Well, in Florida, we've got spiders. That's actually, we moved into a new house recently and the spiders are actually almost, it's the spiders, the mosquitoes and the deer flies are all pretty nasty. When, like, we're, Cause we're kind of in the swamp. We're near TPC sawgrass and they talk about how they built the golf course in the swamp and, you know, they actually, but have the budget and the money and the ability to eliminate a lot of the bugs and the nasty stuff. We live like amongst all of it, but you know, <laughs> so that's what it is though. But Hey, summer, summertime, man, we're getting it in. So all good. All right. Well, cool. So, cause you know, Shane, you were talking about as part of your little tour of the U S summertime thing that you were going to be spending some time with Sean. I actually yeah. thought, you know, to me, it made sense thinking he was still in Utah because I figured you, you know, do the Colorado thing staying out kind of West coast, go further South and then camp out with him for a little bit down there. So you're actually going to be coming back to the East coast then for a little bit. Yeah. I want, I want to see the fall colors. I mean, there's no better fall colors in the world than where Sean lives. So he was kind enough to, I I do need to get him a definite date, but he was kind enough to say, I'd love to have your family there. So I'm going to, you know, and being a nurseryman and a tree grower, I really appreciate the fall colors. So, yeah, I'm going to visit Sean and, and see a good friend and see the best uh, fall color in the world. Uh, dude, you're an old soul, bro. Really? Like, and I get the whole, like, you know, the landscape thing gives you like, you know, the, the nursery vibe gives you like an appreciation, but you're like, yeah, I'm just going to go to Vermont and just see the fall colors, the fall foliage. It's like, cool. Man, mil- millions of people do that. Literally, <laughs> literally half the world, you know, has that on their bucket list. Come on now. No, I I get it, man. I grew up in the Northeast, man. I get it, but I just think it's funny. I just think it's it's cool. I just I want to be you when I grow up, man. For real. Um, 
So, all right, well, let's do this. Let's get into some stuff because I think the folks who are going to tune in, you know, and like I said, one of the things that I think is amazing about Sean and his background, and we've, you know, kind of crossed paths a good bit, you know, some of the work that he's done with Drew and, and others um, is that, you know, he really does have not only the knowledge of, of all things SEO, but, um, you know, how that then ties in and dovetails into domains and domain investing or, you know, through the lens of a domain, a domainer. So, um, so let's kind of slide right into that, Sean. I mean, if you want to give us just a couple minutes of your background, I know you've been on the show before, so I don't want to like, you know, have to make you do too much of a deep dive into your, you know, bio, but, you know, really kind of focus on a little bit of your background and, and then how you got, you know, as involved in domains as you have. I think it's pretty cool if you want to share some of yeah. that. So I started my professional career as a special ed teacher out in Utah. Um, I graduated in like 2009, which was like the worst possible time to graduate and try and get a job. Cause even like, like teachers that had been working for decades were, you know, getting fired, getting let go. Um, so it wasn't great, but I, I found like a, a cool little alternative school to work at. And, uh, they, they, they gave us a great schedule. I think we started at like nine o'clock and we had a 90 minute lunch break and we didn't have to work Fridays. So it gave me a lot of time to like explore other stuff. Um, and I just kind of landed in internet marketing um, and especially SEO. And so I did the whole thing back in 2011, like registering the worst possible domains, just trying to get that exact match. Cause that used to be something that helped your SEO game. You know, if mm-hmm. uh, I remember one of my sites was helmetsforsale.net, terrible name super bad but i was trying to rank for you know helmet related terms and just uh get that amazon affiliate money or that adsense money and so that that's kind of where i started and you know like like everyone else i'd go to uh you know go daddy or whatever try and register register a domain and, and everything good's taken it's like what the hell um so i, I kind of got interested in looking out for like you know names that were worth building on essentially um and then uh, around that time, like not to go too, too deep into it, but like PBNs were really getting popular, private blog networks. So people would like just buy these names that had some kind of SEO value and put up a really horrible site on them just, just to get a link to their site. Or if you were smart to sell a bunch of links to other people. Um, and, and, and like, that's where I really got into domains looking to buy names with juice just to try and build like a PBN. Okay. And when you say juice, so for people who don't know what, what, what's juice when you're talking uh, about link juice? It's a really stupid way to say, I use it ironically, sort of, uh, it's a really stupid way to say like SEO authority. Like, uh, it, it was a site that was around that people linked to and people you know, got press, got media. And so it has backlinks and it has authority. It has topical relevancy and some kind of space. Um, and so that's what I mean when I say juice, I'm yep, really so saying authority. Yep. So in that case, you're talking basically Google somewhere in the Google, you know, history and, and ecosystem or what have you, you know, that site for that, for a particular term or something, you know, there's something that will, that, that, you know, will give it visibility or, you know, we'll have it ranking higher effectively for those search terms in Google is basically what you mean, right? Yeah, the, the most common way you'll find these names now is if like one company acquires another and redirects the domain to their new thing. And then like, you know, three years later, whoever did the 
the acquisition forgets about it and expires and it's just got a bunch of links going to it and those sell for a lot of money and th- the kind of domains in, in the past that that you would see were a lot of conference domains like conference name you know 2012.com like those would be good for a year and then they would expire they'd have a bunch of links point to them so that's that's how a lot of really terrible pbns were built on those kind oh. of names that's pretty interesting. You know, it's interesting that it would be conferences that would be, have all these like, you know, things pointing to them, you know, and, uh, you know, or, ha- you know, have all those backlinks. All right. So that's cool. So then what are some of the early, so when did you start actually investing in buying domains? Like what, when timing wise, when was that? Probably around 2015, I was trying to, to buy PBN domains. Um, and then I would say, more toward 2017, I started trying to buy like actually good domains that we would build on or uh, a domain that was decent and also had a good backlink profile. You know, finding one that had both was a lot rarer and was worth a lot more money. Cool, cool. Jen, you got any questions or anything you want to chime in? I don't want to like, I don't want to dominate and make this like a me, Sean, you know, because... I've got some Shane tie-ins <laughs> to do here too, but um, yeah, no, no, so. I find it all really interesting. I um, I started working for an online casino around two thousand two thousand and one, and that was really when I first got introduced to SEO. But I mean, back then, uh, like I have no idea what's going on today because it is such a. <laughs> it, you think domain like the domain industry is actually quite slow, but the SEO like stuff it's like changing all the time um but yeah i find it really interesting and and hey probably some of those websites that you picked up were ones that i actually like worked on <laughs> to, get, to get all the traffic to um these like online casinos because we were like creating like portals mirrors like it was just about creating these like intra networks so you could mm-hmm. build your, you could you could actually manipulate the search engines back then but can't do that anymore yeah the good old days Yes, the good old when days. SEO was easy. It was so easy, <laughs> and well, really now I have no idea. <laughs> you know, a lot of the industries, and especially in and around the internet, you know, it was, everyone likes to harken back to the good old days. You know, like oh, when you could register premiumoneword.coms and you know, or, or get them relatively cheap, and you know, and everything continues to get sort of more complicated, more you know, harder things like that. Uh, you know, so you were talking about 2015 you know, starting to buy some domains, you know, offline, we were talking a little bit, you were saying like in, you know, Shane's blog was one of the resources that you would use. And uh, so, but when did you guys actually get to know each other? Like, is that, uh, is that in and around that same time, just kind of in the domain space or, or what, what's up? You want to tell a story, Sean? I, you, I, yeah, I go, always go, tell the story how we met. Go so, for it. Uh, um, you know, Sean's a, a little shy. And, and when he's, you know, he's, I can see why I did not know that he's a special ed teacher because my mom is a learning disabled behavior disorders teacher. So, mm-hmm. and they have to have a cool, calm, confident uh, personality. And, mm-hmm. and now that I know that Sean did that, I can completely see that he definitely has exactly that. But, but when we were at uh, domain fest, I think, or I can't remember one of the domain conferences, um, we were all in a circle talking. A lot of people that knew each other had been around a while. You know, Sean said 2013, 15, he came around. Well, we were 2005 earlier, 2008, 9, depending who you are. And Sean 
really wasn't participating in the conversation. And I know a lot of people like that. I'm sure he was there for a reason, wanted to meet people. So I included him in the conversation and and did that. I can't remember exactly how, but after the the conference, he kind of emailed or let me know and said, I really appreciated you doing that. You know, a lot of people just let me sit outside the circle and not include me. And I've remembered that ever since. The story may not be exact, but that was kind of the gist of it, that uh, it kind of taught me that to try and include people in conversation when you're in big groups, when everybody knows each other, to not re- to not forget that just because you know everybody, there's not room for somebody else in the group. And that's kind of how it all started. And now we work together and we can go over this more later, but now we work together in business and we talk fairly regularly and we've worked on DSAD, we're working on Big Island. So we work on things together and uh, kind of enjoy each other's company and skills. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Well, let's dive, let's talk about that a little bit. So he's helping you with Big Island. What are you guys doing there? Like what's, what's going on with that? Well, one thing I can say there is if you do domain auctions, you know that there's something going on above and beyond a domain name. Because if you go look at the top auctions, they're not straight raw domain names. They're names that don't mean make any sense and they're going for five figures. So that alone should tell you that there's much more behind the scenes going on. And, and it tells you that, that Google trust a name. If Google trusted, it's more valuable. So I had a name, Big Island, uh, the Big Island, which is the name of the Big Island in Hawaii, one of the most uh, tourist, traffic tourist island in the world. And I thought it was a great name. And Sean emails me and says, bigisland.org is coming up for auction. And I thought, bigisland.org.org, that's not as good. But it turned out to be the tourism site for all of the big island for the, the state of Hawaii, but the state of Hawaii turned to go Hawaii and that made that the official tourism name and let bigisland.org go with all this juice and all these backlinks. And Sean said, got to move to this name, man. Like that's where all the action is. I said, well, what do I do? And, and he did something that it sounds so simple now, but not everybody knows. He took all the backlinks that were existing and let them lead somewhere. So they all went to nothing at the time. Uh, I think I spent $10,000 on that domain name. And Sean took all those links and set up uh, information so that every link or most of the good links led to something so it didn't die in the water. Uh, And that's how I learned SEO a little bit. And that's kind of the basic premise of everything, right? Letting things flow through. Google saying, this is a really good website. But eventually they decide it's not because it, it there's nothing there. It ends. But if you keep it going, then Google essentially will let it live and keep giving it authority. And then you can build on that. So not to give, not to tell you exactly what Sean does for a living, but I certainly learned through Sean exactly how it all. No. And these are the good nuggets. This is the good stuff that the, you know, the audience wants to hear about. Right. So talk to me about, so you bought bigisland.org, right? You would have seen like, and I remember we talked about this on a Sherpa show, um, on a Sherpa review. And, you know, on its face, it would be like, seem like you overpaid for it. Right. But because it's got all this link juice. So basically you're taking links that people are linking to the site, but they were not linking to active pages. So is that what it is? So for example, there have been a site like at Hawaii, you know, dot com that was pushing to the big org slash something that was no longer active. Maybe it was an old vacation package or it was a, just an, a, yeah. a page that was no, well, I guess none of the pages were active anymore because you, yeah. So name. for instance, right. let's say best, best beaches on the big Island and it's at TripAdvisor, And so 
okay, before yeah, yeah. I bought it, the best beaches on the island led to a four, not even a 404, led to nothing. And then Sean came in and said, let's put up an article on the best beaches of Hawaii. And now you go to TripAdvisor, click on it, and it comes to our site. So instantly you go from no traffic to thousands of daily, not daily, but thousands of monthly, depending on the site, but you get free yeah, traffic. Depending on the it. site, the link, all that stuff. But immediately link, you get real traffic. Link it's building. Like yeah, we all live to build links, right? Sean for a living builds links. It's very expensive. It's time consuming. And here you have a package of links that all you have to do is finish them up. And I say all you have to do, that's not a small feat. You literally have to write articles behind them. But that's essentially what he's he's talking about when he says he's got a website with juice. The juice needs to be squeezed in order to get the juice. Is the, you know, is the juice worth the squeeze? I say that. I use that on the show all the time. Siger gives me, he's like, yo, we could do a drinking game. Although I don't do it as much ever since he really called me out on it. But um, the uh, but no, I think that makes a ton of sense. So then there are, so you know, let's assume I don't know anything about SEO, which isn't that far from accurate. Um, and uh, so if uh, so, if I buy a domain and I want to know what backlinks exist, can I see that ahead of time, or do I have to wait till I own the domain to be like so? So there's SEO tools that will show you this, and the big okay. three are Hrefs, yep, that's, uh, yeah. Semrush, and Moz. Those okay. three, if you put in the name, they're all paid premium tools. But you put sure. in the name, it'll show you what what links it's got, who's linking to it, what page it's linking to, stuff like that. Sure. Yeah. We use Ahrefs, um, you know, for a bunch of stuff and SCM rush and then Moz is uh, just Moz.com. What's Moz is what's the Moz.com. So, um, yeah, so no, it's all, you know, there's no doubt. I mean, we use Ahrefs, I think, well, no, either that or dot DB is another one actually too, but for domain data that, you know, some of the things that we do, but um, all right, cool. Well, you know, I think that is just crazy interesting. So, and look, and, and running Namejet for the years that I did, there's no doubt. I mean, it, it was funny because at first I was like, I didn't know any better, you know. And I, I mean, I kind of knew how the stuff worked, but when you'd see certain names that were like some long, fifteen character dot org or something that you know was selling for thousands of dollars, and you're like, what the is going on? You know, is this some kind of fraud or scam or what's happening? And uh, but yeah, it's it's just it's link juice, baby. You know, so everybody's just trying to get that. So juice. I'll I'll go ahead and lead a little bit, Sean. If you get if you get a a site or a, a domain that has this juice, what what are like the first five things you do once you do that? What do you what's your initial things you're going to do when you have a domain? Mm -hmm. uh, the, the the first thing to do, and this is something that uh, people who are domain investors who you know try and get into this. To, to buying these are are not good at doing is put a site on it, any site, put something up because the longer it sits and just, you know, the pages 404 or whatever code, um, it loses its value. Like, like it loses trust with Google's algorithm because nothing's there and something used to be there. So now it looks abandoned. So even if you like install WordPress and spin up five crappy articles from AI or whatever, like just put something on the site. That, that's the main and most important thing. Um, the, the next thing is to use one of those tools I was talking about, uh, like I, I use Ahrefs the most. Um, and you can go in and see what are the top pages by links. You can sort by links. So like this page has 50 links going to it. The next one down has 38 or whatever. And make sure those pages are resolving. Um, a, a, again, 
you can just put out some it, like it's super easy these days because you can go to chat gpt or one of these other sure. companies yeah. and, and get some ai content made put it up it doesn't have to be good it just has to be you know um and <laughs> well, it doesn't have to be good it just has to be i love that right That's good. so and then you know make sure these pages that have a bunch of links are resolving that something's going on there um that's probably the second most important thing and then you can like take your time a little bit like get some good content written you know make the site look nice like do a little customization um and like you know seo best practices like interlinking linking from this page that has a bunch of domains going to it which makes it more powerful to another page that has maybe less domains going to it but you still want it to rank still kind of want to juice it up those are the most important things mm. Okay. So how does the um, time uh, um, frame work? Like, wh- what would you say is like the deadline to from an acquisition of a name to like when you should be rolling out these sites? Like, I I remember like indexing and like you know they used to say the spider will crawl. People would like kind of drop it. Like you'd find out okay the spider's going to crawl in two months or whatever it is. And like, is there is, is it, how does that work now? Like, is that or is just indexing? Is it just like real time? So the most valuable domains that are expiring are the ones that are still indexed. So they don't drop out of Google's index as they go through the expiration process. There's some that, you know, will still rank for hundreds or thousands of keywords as they're going through the expiration process, just because they're so trustworthy and they had such a good reputation. And like, those are really the names that you see going for a lot of money because once you take over it, you know, it's, it's ready to go. You just, put up some content, it starts ranking, you, you know, you can um, you start doing your things. But, but to answer your question, like, there's not really a time, like, I'm, I, you know, people can be lazy, I'm certainly one of them. And like, sometimes I just won't touch a domain for like 30 days, because I got other stuff going on or whatever, like, it can still rank once you put some content on it. It's like, I, I guess it's a deal breaker once it's no longer indexed. For me, that's where I draw the line. But like once it falls out of that index and there's not really a time like, oh, after this long, it happens or whatever. It's just when Google crawls the site enough times and sees that there's nothing there, they'll stop crawling it. Mm, They basically say we out. They abandon the shit. Um, All right. Well, so and that's for so when we're talking about domains that already have a little bit of link juice that you're buying an auction or what have you. Right. So so really what people should be doing if they're buying a domain it has some of that value tied into this, you know, the, this history and the link juice. It really should follow the steps like what you said, which is go and get, you know, go get some pages resolving for the key pages that have lots of links and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Now, what about other domains that you buy? Anything that's just, you know, sort of a generic kind of, if it doesn't, if it doesn't already have the link juice, right? Then when you're buying a domain, are you buying it just to put in your portfolio and then let it do what it do? Or are you thinking, if it's a, let's say it's a generic word that, um, you know, on Namejet, when we run through our Namejet lists, come across things like, you know, tow bars or some, you know, just like a word that might be a product, um, you know, somewhat of a generic term. Are you buying names like that and standing up like sites or, or if it doesn't have the link juice, you just buy names and just not touching them because you're not trying to, unless you're building them out. Like what, what, what's your process there? So for, for me and what I've always tried to do, um, if I see a name that is in the industry I'm focused on, you know, um, and I, I'm like, damn, that's a good brand. Like it doesn't have any juice. 
a lot of the sites that you're buying that have existing authority are not great. They're not great domains. Like, like we were talking about the conference domains with like 2012 attached to it. Like, like you can build a site on that and like maybe get some traffic going and, and get some affiliate income, but like, it's not, it's not a great brand. It doesn't, it doesn't really represent anything to the people going there. Like it doesn't stand out in the search uh, results when you're looking at, oh, which, which site should I click on after I search for this? So what I always tried to do was when I found a brand like that, I'd take a site that I bought that had juice that I built it. Now it's ranking for stuff, but it's ugly brand. And I would redirect it, like acquire it or like rebrand uh, to this new premium domain. That's a better brand. So using a, a 301 redirect, which is just a code, uh, an HTML code, um, you just can push all the content and all the links to this new destination. And so now your premium domain is ranking well instead of the less good one. Like for instance, with, with the Hawaii site, like you could, we could take the, you know, bigisland.org and then rebrand that to the bigisland.com if we wanted to have like a real big, nice brand. Mm. I was going to ask you that. I was going to ask you if, hey, can you take all the sort of juice that's built in behind the .org and since he's got the .com, can you leverage that and turn the .com into the? So you can. If you just you just got to redirect it, right? Yeah, and like it, 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 it can lose it, like like not maybe a hundred percent goes of the authority, but enough goes that if you're still working on it and still building it out, it'll get back to where it was most of the time. Okay. Yeah, I, I always say it's like a restaurant. So you have you have a restaurant that's pretty popular out twelve blocks off the main street, and you build up a good clientele, and they come every day, and they come every day, and you think, well, I could get more customers if I go on the main strip. So you put a sign up in your restaurant saying, "We've moved to the main strip." Well, you're going to lose some customers because they're going to come there and not go to your new place. Sure. But generally, you're going to start getting people that come over to your new restaurant, and you're going to get the new people that walk by. So you just have to give it a little time. And that's kind of how all these redirects. Work. Oh, that's cool. I like that. That's a great metaphor, by the way. And uh, well done, Shane. Well done. And uh, so well, I, knew I have to dump, I have to dump everything down for me because Sean is brilliant <laughs> at all this. And I have to understand why he's doing it. And he, he does a good job explaining it. But I have to like when I explain it to other people what I'm doing. OK, imagine I got a restaurant. Well, there's a lot of people eating here, but I have a <laughs> shitty building. So I got to get a good building where everybody sees it. But how do I get them to my new building? Well, I put a sign that says, go over here. So that's yeah, yeah. essentially what you're I like it. I like that a lot. Media Options is the industry's leading domain broker specializing in domain acquisitions, high-value domain sales, and domain name consultation. As pioneers and thought leaders on the subject of the domain aftermarket and domain name value, plus through their clear domain acquisition service, Media Options offers startups and established corporations an unparalleled scope of high-value domain options, providing access to domain names and curation technologies not available elsewhere. Media Options believes in the power of a great domain name and is dedicated to helping you obtain yours call or email today to put a domain to work for you you guys are working together on all that stuff um anything else that you can talk about that you guys are currently working on together besides the big island and some of the dsad stuff i don't want to put you anybody on the spot i know you got a couple of your hands in a few different pies no but. i mean you know i'm i'm retired so i'm always looking for new ventures and new ideas and and you know we've all gotten together on ideas and it's you know, we talk about barriers to entry and barriers to entry are great in the fact that if you can get past it and, and form a business that's hard to do, um, then it 
can be super scalable. And just like Sean said, with these, if you have a conference domain with 2012, you're not going to scale that. That's not a business. So Sean and I constantly talk about things that we can scale and what we can do. Uh, we haven't found it yet, but Big Island is something we're going to build out and realistically sell as, as I looked forward to my life. My dream was to move to the Big Island and write content and take pictures and go out every day and build. But the reality of it is I can't move six hours off the coast. So, um, so Sean and I have decided to just build it out and probably sell it when it's all said and done. And I couldn't think of a better partner to give half to than Sean, because it ha- I, more than half the work, I, you know, I'm giving him half, but he's doing more of the work because SEO is tough. You're competing against, just like we talked about AI, everybody's writing articles, millions of articles an hour are going out there that you have to compete against. And a lot of them are really good. So how do you make them personal? How do you make them stand out? How do you how do you put up content that's going to compete against all those things? And Sean's doing that, but those are obstacles he faces every day too. And link building, like we talked, you can't just go, hey, my name's Sean. I would like a link on your site. What can I do to get on there? It's just not that simple. Yeah. So, um, But Sean's a super valuable person to have when it comes to, because that is marketing. You know, when you pay for marketing, all you're doing is trying to get them to your site. Sean is doing marketing on the back end of getting to your site for a free charge. So um, yeah. that's kind of where... Yeah. So Sean, I have a question. If you're if you're looking at the auctions and you're searching for an SEO rich name, like are there like numbers that you have in your mind about like, okay, it should have X amount of backlinks, it should be, you know, X years old. Like are there like any I mean, and I guess this could be a little bit secret saucy that you don't want to put all this out there and that's totally fine, but I'm just wondering. Yeah. Um like the answer to everything in SEO is it depends. Um, So for for me, like a a name could be two years old, you know, not very old and not have that many backlinks, but all the links that are there are like super niche relevant. Like, so if I have a cannabis site there, it's all from, you know, all these weed blogs and all these brands and, and like, that's super valuable compared to something that's 20 years old and has, you know, maybe a couple like, New York Times or NBC.com or, you know, links like that, it, it, it won't help you rank as well as something that has like very niche relevant. So f- for me, I first look for, you know, I, I make sure it's indexed and then I look for what keyword is, is it ranking for, if any, if it's ranking for a bunch of industry relevant keywords, like, you know, the Hawaii site was ranking for a bunch of um, things related to Hawaii as it was expiring. So it's like, all right, this name has a lot of trust. So that's very valuable. And then, you know, what does the backlink profile look like? Does it have a lot of niche relevant backlinks? Or, you know, even if it has a bunch of like Forbes, New York Times, th- those kind of backlinks, that's super valuable too. But it- it'll help you rank better in your industry if it has industry relevant backlinks. Yeah. So and then something- is it like, oh, go ahead. what about, tra- um, sorry, <laughs> what about like traffic numbers? Like, is, is that, is that of importance or is it, um, would you put way more weight on like the relevance of the backlinks as opposed to the amount of traffic? Yeah. It, I mean, it's kind of a function of what it ranks for. You know, if it ranks for a thousand keywords, even if they're not the best keywords, it's going to be getting some traffic. So it's it's like they go hand in hand. Yeah. 
Yep. And ultimately the traffic, the more traffic you guys get, then that means the more opportunity for affiliate revenue, right? And then that's going to increase the value of the overall business and then, and website. So then when you look to sell it, it's like, Hey, look, you know, we put this amazing site together that has some pretty good functionality and it's doing this much a month in affiliate revenue. And, you know, with the potential to do more for somebody who wants to maybe put some more time and effort and money into it. Um, I mean, is that the general goal of something like this? Yeah, it's it's all about how much it makes per month, and then you're selling a multiple of that. So, like the average these days is like forty two to forty five x. So, you know, since making a thousand a month in ads and affiliate revenue, it generally sells for like you know you could sell for forty two forty five. Oh wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So and, we should and then the one do thing- a bunch of sites that do thousands a month and then mm-hmm. sell them. That would be cool. It's not easy, but yeah, that's, <laughs> no, just, that's the dream. Let's just do that. Let's just do that. That's that works. I it's, mean, and that used to be the that you know Aaron Wilkin that was my, my partner for DSAD. He's the AD yeah. in DSAD. That's what he did. He had seven sites that made uh, income, and he traveled the world on those sites until eventually they fell out of favor, and then had to do other things. But that's essentially how he made a living back in 2005, seven, eight, nine, just with building those quick little sites. Unfortunately, you can't do that. And, th- and what I was going to say earlier is the affiliate money and Google AdSense, it's a tough game. Sean and I talk about that every day. That's just not where it's at. You just, it's really, really tough to make a good living on that. You, you, you know, you certainly can add to the pie, but you need to be selling sites or drop shipping or white labeling or all that kind of stuff to really make any kind of money nowadays. You need to set up other partnerships with manufacturers to really make decent income in the game. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get that. So for Big Island, what's the goal as far as like, are you trying to tap back into then like the booking engines and things? So ultimately, you know, people. Yeah. Will- so that that is an opportunity. So if you have a travel site, the money is in in flight bookings and um, vacation bookings that that affiliate is a big one, but it's also very competitive. They won't take just any site when you're getting added to that. The other thing is to, uh, selling property. So if you have an Airbnb, um, you have to have a realtor on there. So I do have someone that's interested in setting up that portion of the site, but it needs to be bigger and better when that comes to it. We're just not there yet. He said, it just needs to have more traffic, more has to be a better site for me to to do that. And he is a realtor in Hawaii and a domain investor at the same time. So there's that opportunity as well. Um, travel books are good. Like right now, I don't make a lot of money, but I link there's a, when I went there, there was a book that absolutely was the best guidebook I've ever had. And everybody you see on the big Island literally has a, this blue book in their hand. So that was the first thing I put right up on there. And it makes, you know, like 40, $50 a month, that's 40 or 50 months. It's not a lot of money, but it's money I didn't have. So there's things like that, but you know, I'm not going to sell a product. I guess conceivably I could take the book, but I'm not going to beat Amazon in that. Uh, you know, and I don't really want to be shipping out the blue books because Amazon has the trust. But ideally on a website, I would be selling product at some point in time. Whereas a travel site, I'm not sure that's going to be the case. But in general, uh, affiliate money and AdSense, you really got to get some numbers going to get some numbers going. And yeah, when you I, do like kind of go, sorry, JT, oh, when, when you do go down the um, like affiliate route, um, Sean, I'm interested, like um, particularly with like Big Island, like do you um, go through like the affiliate networks, like CJ, ShareASAL, or do you go like direct to a merchant like an Amazon or a, a specific like a booking.com and signing up to those affiliate networks to get those 
um, mm -hmm. partnership set up? Yeah, that's that's definitely where you start. In in general, you know, everyone starts with Amazon because they have everything. No matter what thing you pick, like Amazon probably sells it. So you know that that's a good starting point. Or like going through CJ or ShareASale or whatever, because there's just a lot of vendors there. So it's easy to find a product. Link and it CJ up. for those at home, that's Commission Junction. But um, the uh, for those who don't, yeah. I mean, I'm sure everybody knows, but anyway. Um, yes, yeah, and for. then I don't know, you know, like it's all good. No, 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 that, that's good. You know, I, I, <laughs> I don't want to use too much jargon, um, and, and be exclusive. So yeah, that, that's definitely where you start. And then kind of the best case scenario is if you get to a point where you're driving a lot of valuable traffic and it's converting, then you reach out to the, you know, the manufacturer or the product owner and directly and be like, Hey, you know, we'll bring in the traffic, you know, we, we want to negotiate better terms. So then instead of like 10% through share of sale, maybe they'll give you like 25% and you just go directly through them or something like that. Okay. Yeah. I find that interesting. I did like, I've obviously we we've got other projects and we're always like dabbling in this kind of stuff as well. Just developing little sites out and testing things. I find it interesting that Amazon, even if you are referring traffic and it is targeted, but if you don't have a conversion with them in a particular like time frame, they just can your account. Like, and then you have to reapply all over again and then you have to redo links. It's just, and their platform, don't get me started on that dashboard. I can't really like Amazon yeah. guys. They're, they're a terrible partner for sure. Um, <laughs> I've, I, I was just a quick anecdote. I, I had a cannabis growing site, affiliate site back in. 2020 that was i guess we were doing like seven to ten thousand in affiliate revenue um like that's how much we were making for a, like a very small percentage of what you know the sale was and in like april of that year they're like oh we're changing the terms of the uh uh of the sale from eight percent to three percent which was just like a disastrous change and it just happened with like 20 days notice, you know? Um, so that's definitely kind of the, the, the risk of, of working with someone like that. Yeah. 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 Well, um, but I think for the big Island, I mean, to me, it's cool. Cause you kind of have like, obviously travels something, but you know, it's, there's some lifestyle opportunity you know, lifestyle brand type opportunity around the Hawaii lifestyle. And, you know, so maybe you could get into some merch. Speaking of merch, I don't know if anybody is noticing here on the show. Uh-oh, it's about to go down. So Shane, I'll need to know where you're dressed, like where you're actually going to be, you know, in a week or so when I start shipping these out to everybody, you know, all the featured guests as well as the winners of the domain game. So, you know, um, this is actually the second show that's airing. We recorded a show a couple of days ago where I was rocking one of these uh, little sherpa hoodies and big shout out to jen who helped us like with the logo you notice there's a little bit of a refresh happening on sherpa at the moment and uh actually sean it just it's a great segue jt <laughs> <Right>? actually <laughs> sean you know so we are looking to refresh the uh the website and uh so we've got some questions and some of this we can talk about offline but the um you know, one of the things that we need to look at, I mean, because the site that Siger developed and, and designed, fantastic, fantastic job, Michael. But it was also like 100 years ago, right? Mm -hmm. Dinosaurs were still roaming the earth. 
<laughs> dinosaurs were roaming them. The big island was still attached to California. Um, it was a long time. And, <laughs> and uh, but anyway, um, and uh, so as we're trying to, so Jen is, is also very involved in this and, and big shout out to Jen for all the hard work she's putting in on that. Um, trying to figure out links and things like that to make sure that when you do a site, call it a refresh or even a migration to a new site from an old site to a new site, you know, yep. what are some of the general rules that, you know, and again, offline, we can get a little bit more specific on to, into our scenario, but it definitely has opened up a whole lot of discussion on our side, which is, you know, how do you make sure you don't screw up your existing site, your existing rankings? Should all the links continue to go to active pages or redirect to an active page? Do the pages need to be consistent? Do the images on page from one page to another need to be the same? Like, what are some general rules of thumb when you're talking about a site rebuild? Don't break all the links. Don't just be like, oh, we should change the URL structure from this, you know, to put a subdomain like slash podcast slash whatever. And now all the old links like don't work anymore. Um, mm-hmm. you, you can you can do that and like redirect each one to each one. Um, that's better than just breaking everything. So don't break everything, I guess, is my first suggestion. Mm-hmm. Um as for like, if the content changes, it doesn't matter that much as long as it's still like good and rich. Um, if the images change, it doesn't matter. I think if the title changes, that can get more complicated. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like, you know, the, the URL that's important, the, the H1, the title is also important. Um, and then, yeah, like, like where you have like this post links to this post, like all the internal links, you don't want to also break all those. So right, keep the links consistent. You just made my job a lot harder, Sean. So thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so we want to keep the links consistent so that they continue to go to pages that have sim- at least equal or better, like rich content is what you're saying, right? So, because we've got a couple of things in the old site structure, right? There's a dictionary of terms, for example, that talks about all these domaining terms. So instead of sending those all to, you know, like a new catch-all page or even to the home page or something, like having a redirect, we'd still want those to go to a page that would then, you know, kind of have the same sort of content, right? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, like if you're going to keep that around, if if you're like, oh, this doesn't bring a lot of value or whatever, then, you know, take that and, and redirect it to somewhere else, especially if it's got links coming in. Okay, yeah. so that's an important thing. So then that's also a matter of taking a look at the site, seeing the pages, seeing what's linking to the pages. So we understand, hey, which pages are the important pages? So now when you talk about the importance of pages, are you talking about the links coming in or are you talking about traffic to the site uh, or to that page? Like which one matters more? Does one not matter? I know that we've already said links going to a page, it matters. What about the traffic going to that page? I mean, the the traffic is just a function of, you know, how the page is ranking or what other site is referring a link to your site, you know? So as long as you like keep that intact and, and if you're changing the page, just redirect it somewhere else, then the, the traffic will follow basically. And then but it's the, a matter the of what do you want the traffic coming. to do, right? So if the traffic's going to a page that's not really converting in any kind of meaningful way, then it's a matter of like, do you want it to convert? And if you do, then you have to think about where you really want that traffic going and what you want them to do once they get there. It's like, Hey, we have all these people coming into a restaurant, but it's all the people coming out of Sunday church. And all they do is order the bottomless coffee versus, Hey, we really want them. You know, we want people coming in and ordering 
you know, drinking because that's the most high margin stuff. So let's point them to the bar kind of thing. I don't know. Trying to, I'm trying to piggyback off uh, of shit. What, what you, what you want to do is find out who's coming and why they're coming. Right. And then find out if that's important. So once you have a page, you're trying to decide whether to keep or not, you can see how much traffic am I getting and where is it coming from? And is that important? So if you have one link that comes from some small person and that's it, um, and you're not getting much traffic, then it's obviously not as important and you can maybe change it to a better page that will draw traffic. So it's just a matter of figuring out where all the links and all the traffic are coming. It really comes down to links. The traffic follow the links and then and same with Google as well. And you can track all that. The difference between a restaurant and your website is you don't know why they're coming into your restaurant because they're not going to tell you. But your website, you can tell pretty much where everything's coming and why it's coming. Mm. I think that's good stuff. All right, Jen, we've got some work to do. We've got to catalog some of the pages a little and bit more. The other thing we've that I've got would say, we've got work to do. We yeah. did you just we, say we, we've it's got, a, it's hang on. royal it's the royal we, you know? It's the royal we. And Sean, tell me if you agree with me on this one. One of the important things with a video site is to put up a transcript. Google's not gonna look through your video and read it. Um, they're gonna see the words. Uh, the other thing is if anybody's on your site, you should encourage them to put a scene on Sherpa button on their website that gives you a free link back so every person that's ever been on that should be they're proud to be on the show and you want them to put a link to their video you know you don't need them to put it to the main site you want them to put it where they were brag a little bit and that's just free links over and over and over francois from domaining was the king of that he did a great job with that Oh, speaking yeah. of Francois, by the way, I saw you talking a little smack on Twitter on Francois's behalf uh, last, uh, what was that, last week, where the guy who did, didn't want to buy the, uh, what was it? Well, it's, uh, it's SEO. It's an, it was an SEO thing. So he was, and again, I have no problem with this this gentleman. He, I have no problem with anybody. He had small bets um dot co yeah yeah, yeah. We, i followed him i've daniel i followed him been on the past. show he's been on his, no he doesn't his, follow him you've had him on the show he was on domain sherpa yeah he's, he was, he's yeah his, interesting his journey. previous site yeah so he's a great guy very successful but the two things that i say is dot com or better we know it's an upgrade domain and he put you know when you negotiate thing we know that dot com he's gonna lose some traffic just by nature we've been in this sean does this enough we all do this enough that there is some traffic being lost to .com. Will they get back to them? I'm sure. The second thing that I kind of joked about is I assumed it was a gambling site without even going to the site. And it, it's not a gambling site. It's a completely different site. So I, I talked about gambling. And then once he said it's not gambling, I go, well, that's kind of a problem too. Because most people, when they read your domain name, it has to exude or kind of say what your company does. Or at least you have to brand it you don't want to anti-brand your domain name. It could be a generic and you have to tell them what you do, but you, but if it, they think it's one thing hard out of the gate, then you've got to work against that and then tell them. But he did disagree with that and I completely understand. Um, but I was, he put it all public and that's pretty tough negotiating when you put out exactly what you paid and what the person said. And I just told Francois, I was like, this is a good gambling name. I know small bets does it. It's not a million dollar name, but uh, he's been kind of hard on you. Make sure you don't give in too easy. That's the only <laughs> thing I said. Which was- <laughs> well, you know, and I wonder how much of that is engagement farming, right? These guys that are these, you know, pseudo influencers and stuff. And and look, Daniel had has, has had a really neat journey leaving Amazon and kind of and and it's pretty cool that he does out there in the public sort of, you know, explain his journey of leaving Amazon and what he was making and the stock that you know he was getting and. 
by leaving to go do his own thing and the quality of life improvements. And then he, you know, published his book and how, you know, what that looked like and how to improve some of that to make more, you know, it's really neat, you know, but once you put your whole stuff out there, then now you're putting everything publicly, including negotiating or belly aching about a domain. And you wonder if it's like, all right, well, if I can't get it, then I'm, I'm going to talk about it because then at a minimum people, you know, it'll get people, ch- you know, chattering and there'll be engagement. Right. And then, you know, you're going to get the domainers that are going to come all in and be like, you don't understand domains. And, you know, and it's a combination of people that are reasonable folks, you know, to like people that just say ridiculous shit. And then you kind of get, you know, all shapes and sizes. Jen, you were saying. Oh uh, yeah. I was just going to, just before we keep going and before I miss it, um, Shane's tip about having the transcript on, you know, video websites. Like, I think that's really important. I got a technical question for you, Sean. <laughs> um, if that transcript is coming in through an iframe from another source, does that affect how the search engine is, sees that content? I don't know exactly on that. Okay. Like technical SEO is not my super specialty, but yeah, what you can do is do a, do a search. So you grab the URL and you type in site colon, and then you search for that. Um, and then I'm just going to do this so I can actually say how it looks. And then once you do that, like if you look at the results, there'll be these three dots um, right beside where the URL is. If you click that, and then there's a drop down where it says cached. If you, if you click on that, um, then it will show you the page that Google is reading, essentially. Um, and then there's further, there's one more step. Sorry, this gets complicated. Um, <laughs> oh gosh, I've just gone. Now we are going down a rabbit hole. Do, do, yeah. Do, do. Yeah. Then, let's go. This is what we do. Go ahead. So <laughs> w- 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 once you, once you do that, there'll be a bar at the top and it'll say text yep. only version. So then you click on that and then you'll see all of the text that Google is seeing. So cool. this is a massive up. nugget. This is a massive nugget for people. Anyone who is in dev and understands some of this, like this for me, I'm just like, I've already got ideas. Let's go. Yes. So if it shows up there, then you're good. And if it doesn't, then you're less good. But I would also say find a person that's really good at technical SEO and ask them specifically so that, you know, just in case I messed that up. Yeah, no, but it's yep. all good. And no, look, cool. I mean, I think, you know, um, and um, actually we could move, we could um one thing that I wanted to ask Sean about was he recently sold a package of domains and I was wondering if he wanted to talk about that or not. Sure. All right. Okay. <laughs> Tell us. I love that because that's you know, this is we're about to turn this into the domain game. Let's go. <laughs> but yeah, because we uh, integrate now with Muse.ai, so they run the transcripts for all our shows, you know, and uh, and I think that's a great point about looking at the text only, see what Google's actually reading, what's being cached, you know, because that, um, you know, because then I also, because, you know, I have questions, not only is it, pull, you know, if it's pulling in from an iframe or if it's a collapsible, you know, frame, you know, those kinds of things. I always wonder with that kind of stuff, like, what are the rules around that? So that's like a really cool trick, tip into how to get visibility into that. I think that's awesome. So, all right, well, let's talk about, so you got some, so you, you sold some names, like tell us, should we, uh, did, would they sold all in one package or you sold them individually mm-hmm. or what? It was, it was a package deal. So um, the story is I, I'm interested in the psychedelic space, which was a natural growth of being interested in cannabis. 
Um, and I've just been picking up some domains that I thought were great, you know, over the last couple of years. Um, they're not like, you know, it's not like psychedelic.com or anything. Like I don't got that kind of money. Um, but they're, they're like nice brandable domains, I, I thought. So sure. I, I, I had them all redirecting to a site. You know, if you typed one in, it, it would go to the site. Um, and there are probably about 50 there. And one of the GoDaddy brokers was like, hey, I got a guy that wants to buy, or I got a person, I don't know if it's a guy, that wants to buy these 13 domains. And he listed them out. And I didn't want to sell. I was My plan was like, I'm going to hold these domains and I'm going to sell them for a million dollars, you know, one day. Like, I think everyone thinks like that. So it, he asked me for the prices of them. And I just came back with like ridiculous shit, like, all six figures like just no one would ever pay that kind of money for them and he's like all right thanks and i didn't hear from him for a, a while um and then i was like you know coming back to reality and i was like all right like i'm willing to sell them for a lot less than that like like let's let's make something happen and so we started going back and forth uh sorry, some cops or something going by um yeah we, we started going back and forth and uh and, and eventually worked out a deal with him brokering uh, on behalf of someone. I still don't know who bought them. So total package six figures. Yeah, it, it was. So it was a, it was a hundred thousand. And then the way the deal was structured, which is goofy, but whatever, is that I I had to pay GoDaddy a commission for selling these names. Uh, so it, it ended up selling for eighty five after the commission, even yeah, though they came sure. to me. Just the way that nego- mm. you know, negotiation worked out, someone had to pay GoDaddy. Ended up being me. <laughs> somebody, so. yeah. So you didn't have them listed at Afternic or anything. They just reached. So did you know somebody at GoDaddy that was just contacting you? Did they contact you blind because the names were registered at GoDaddy? That one, yeah. Um, oh, okay. I I had <laughs> I had them on the website, and I, I mentioned how I'm lazy and stupid. You know, I just I don't follow through with anything, but I just said, Hey, these, these are for sale. Contact me at the form below. If you are interested and there was no form, which never put it up. (laughs) Well, you know, the different registrars have, I mean, network solutions has their certified offer service, which is the similar mm -hmm. kind of deal where if you see a name that's registered and that's all, and you know, or, or, you know, um, you know, you can pay them to go chase it down or whatever. Right. You know, obviously. And, and I think in this case, the, the person buying them, uh, was a known entity at GoDaddy. Like they've done a lot of other deals. So okay. they, they were like, Hey, I want these, you know, go talk to this person and get me these, like, let's try and do a deal. Okay, cool. Well, no, I dig it. I think it's all, uh, you know, that's, that's pretty awesome. So then as far as your domain flipping and investing journey, do you have any other sort of domain sales story stuff that you've, you know, in the past few years that are, you know, notable worth talking about? Um, I've flipped several like really high authority domains to, you know, people in my network because, you know, all these SEOs are just looking for names to build on. Um, so it, it's been like, like that's somewhere that I've had a unique advantage, I guess, um, okay. compared to the average domain investor. And, and also it's nice, like when people know you for something, then they come to you like, hey, I've got this name. It's a DR70. That's, you know, the metric of how authoritative it is. And I'm looking to sell it for X. So I can I could buy that if it's low enough and turn around and flip it to somebody, or I can act as an intermediary and you know take a cut. Um so I, I've done that a couple of times. The, the most recent one, I, I I bought a I bought a dot AI at the uh who is dot AI auctions. 
like a month ago, a month or two ago. And it wasn't a great name. Uh, I want to say it just in case, you know, the person doesn't want me to, but it, it was an okay name, but it had a bunch of AI links. Like all the links were about AI. And so mm-hmm. I, I bought it for a couple hundred and I was like, I posted on a membership on uh, part of it. I said, Hey, who, who wants this 2000 first come first serve? And it sold in like 15 minutes. Like it was super fast. So, um, you, you know, sold, I've done a lot of it too low. Like yeah, I did. But I also <laughs> was just like, I don't want to deal with this. Like, you know, like, like there was no escrow, you know, some people that knew me. It's just like, Hey, someone oh, made yeah, me an offer, send me the money, you know, easy. Oh, hey, easy look, money. you 20 X did. And how quickly did you buy it and flip it? I mean, you know, I think I had to wait the 60 days and, and that's, <laughs> that's all I hey, waited for. If you 20 X in 60 days, I think that sounds like, that sounds like a Grant Cardone, uh, <laughs> you know, seminar. You know, twenty x your money in sixty days or less, or else you're not a man. Um, so, um, well, good stuff. So good stuff. I, I love have a that. question. So, after hearing all this, how do you make a living? What's your what? Where do you? Where's your main source of income? Where? Where do you? How do you make a living in SEO? So it used to be, you know, doing affiliate sites, uh, making, uh, like selling those. I, I've sold several sites for six figures now. Um, and then, you know, I, I just kind of, once all that money, like was used up for whatever way or needed more, like I just do some SEO consulting, um, or like look for stuff like this to flip. But these days I have an SEO newsletter that I write. People seem to really like it. I, I always get a lot of good feedback. Um, and on the heels of that, I'm building, uh, like I'm doing a course on age domains, which is what we call like buying a domain with juice at auction, essentially an age domain. Um, I'm doing a course on that. I'll have like a membership site, uh, getting sponsors for the newsletter. Oh, very cool. And then taking the odd job. Yep. And that's, uh, is that rank theory.com? Is that the rank theory.com? So then everybody who's tuned in should go to rank theory.com and sign up for the newsletter. Is that the deal? You absolutely should. I send I send one of uh, one newsletter out at the beginning of the week. That's like a recap of the previous week. Like this is what happened in SEO. Um, it, it's pretty in depth. I just can't bring myself to do like a here's the link to the story. Here's the link to the story. So there's a lot of commentary. Uh, I've got a lot to say about SEO. And then on Fridays I send out a hey these are the domains that are uh, going to auction that are worth buying because of their SEO value. So I I send that on on Friday, starting this Friday. Um, And then, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's pretty nerdy SEO domain newsletter. Wow. That's cool. So is there a cost? It's funny. It's funny. I got you, I got your newsletter just recently (laughs) because I signed up and it's actually really funny too. (laughs) Thanks. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not very uh, uh, outgoing and funny on, you know, on video, but in text. Uh, I'm a lot. I'm a lot better. <laughs> you're doing. You're doing great, man. So, is there a charge for the newsletter? Or is the newsletter free to sign up? And, it's free. Uh, yeah, it's free. Ranktheory.com, baby. Make sure you go get it. Go get it. All right. Well, that's what's get up. I'm in, actually going to sign get up. Get like, in. <laughs> so, um, all right. Well, and then um, uh, there was something else that you said that I wanted to ask about. What was it? Um, but um, well, you said there's the newsletter. Oh, and then the course, which is going to be run. Did you do you have like what platform or where is that going to be done? Is that like um, uh, it's, it's built in Circle Circle.so. Okay. Um, 
that's where the membership will be. It'll be like a lower tier of the membership, essentially. Um, I really hope to launch that in July. I'm writing it all down right now. Um, awesome. Well, now and, that and you've I'll, set it out there in the universe, now hopefully yeah. this will, you know, because for me, I always it. feel like I need things to motivate me to get shit done <laughs> that I just keep putting off, you know, because it's like I got to perfect it or other things come up, but it's like, you know, try to come up with ways. And it's like, I'm sure Shane, you know, with his running and stuff, it's like you run with a partner in his running group so that they hold each other accountable. And it's like, oh, we haven't seen you here in a while. And, you know, it's time to get running. He's like, well, I've been 11,200 feet above mm -hmm. sea level. Just, you know, actually, when you get back to Illinois and start running with everybody, you're going to be like, you'll be flying, you'll be slapping them. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, the, uh, yeah, no, it should be better, but that, that is, I, that's why I like partnerships. It is, you have some accountability, you have somebody that's on you to do something. There's some people that just don't work well with partners. I, I've never really gotten that, but everybody motivates themselves a little differently. And I've, from marriage to business, I, I've always been a one plus one equals three kind of person. So, but that's not everybody. No, I'm with it, man. I think it's all good. So, um, all right, cool. Well, I think we've covered a lot of ground and we're pretty much out of time, but I think this was great. Oh, you know, the one thing we didn't talk about was how you first connected with Drew. You know, we had Drew on the show, you know, when we were on our Sherpa review a couple of weeks ago. Oh, and yeah. I, I have a I have a question, Sean. Like, I want to know what the house that, built, that Drew built looks like so that I can send my order into him as well, because I'd like <laughs> him to build me a house as well. Thank you. <laughs> No, yeah. hey, it's all Drew is taking a lot of credit, but you know, it was all good. I uh it was funny because even after the show, he's like, Man, he's like, I hope that didn't come off. I'm like, it came off like the way it came off, but you know, in <laughs> typical Drew fashion. But I know there's a lot of history and you guys are really all good. Um what um the uh you know, but and how did you guys cause that's you know, when you first connected with Drew around the same time that you connect with Shane and in you know, kind of entered into the space or what? So Basically, Drew contacted me out of the blue in 2019, in May. Um, and prior to that, I, I had reached out to chat with him a couple of times because he was in the cannabis space, you know, with Gontrepreneur and all his great cannabis domains. And I just loved that space. And I was just following along with what he did. I was always checking what was for sale, uh, the domains that were going on, Gontrepreneurs and the auctions, losing to Drew most of the time. Um, cause I did not have a big bank account back then. Yeah. But you got um, him a couple of times though. I think I, I did. I did. Uh, <laughs> very satisfying. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, um, I, you know, so I, I knew who he was like super duper, like, like not, not, not weirdly, but like, I knew he was successful. I looked at his success and I was like, that's, you know, what I want to be. So he reached out to me, um, in May of 2019, um, I was having a shit day. The, the car tire was flat. I had to get a ride. Like I lived in the middle of nowhere. So you get like a 90 minute ride in a tow truck with the car on the back. And it's this whole thing. And, and I was just chilling, waiting around and get this email from Drew. He's like, he's like, Hey, this is Drew. I work at media options. Like Google us. We're a legit company. I've got a buyer who's interested in your site. It's a very serious offer. And I was like, yeah, I know who you are. This is awesome. Um, <laughs> so it, you know, like, you, you always want to hear from Drew in that kind of circumstance. Sure, so yeah, yeah. basically I found a site that um, I, I bought a site with juice essentially with, with an existing domain uh, with existing SEO backlinks. Um, and I actually found it through Shane's 
site, it was one of the ones that he had listed on and get this email before that. So and is, this, I was on is, the this, is this the FS name? The, is it nope. the first two words this, are F and F? No, that's that's a different one. That's one of the ones where, where I kind of snipe drew. Um, yeah, now this, this is a different one that super duper can't talk about because uh, I ended up selling it. There's an NDA, but it was in the cannabis space. It was ranking for best CBD oil ones that he had listed. Super lucrative term, just mind boggling amounts of money for that term. Um, and so someone was looking to like roll out some sites. And so he reached out and he's like, hey, I've got a buyer, like let's chat. Um, and I ended up selling that site for a lot of money. And I can't say how much, unfortunately, but it was a really nice exit. So, so when Drew was saying like, like this is the house that that Drew built. Like he was saying because he brought this deal. I, I think that's and, what Shane said. I think yeah, that's what yeah. Shane said. <laughs> but but th- th- like that's what started. Like that's what Drew was talking about when he was like, "Yeah, he, yeah. hey, I love it. Look, man, I think it's all good." And uh, you know, I mean, I found I, the I name on he found the name on my site, so I think I'm the bricks. Uh, he's the real. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that, man. See, this is what I love about the space, you know? And I got to know you, Sean, through Drew when I started working with Drew. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, obviously there was, you know, different stuff there. And, you know, I think it's great, man. I mean, this is like the fact that everybody's known each other as long as they have. I mean, you're talking about going back more than 10 years in some cases. And, you know, everyone's still just chugging along, doing what they do and different overlap and all that. I think it's awesome. So, all good stuff and good vibes. All right. Well, I think we covered a lot of ground. I mean, uh, so Shane, anything else I'll cl- with you as far as what you got going on? Um, that you no, I mean, I was about? really, I'm, I'm really here to support Sean. I was just trying to make sure, like I did when we first met, just make sure that he presents himself. And I'm trying, that's why I ask, I normally don't host and ask questions, but <laughs> I know. I know the answers to everything I ask, but I know Sean has just great information. So I'm really here just trying to get as much out of him as I could and yeah, show the no. world uh, what what a great uh, SEO and person he is. Yeah, no, no doubt, man. No, and I appreciate it. That's why I asked you, you know, I figured it would be a perfect compliment here on today's show with Jen and I and Sean, obviously. Um, and then Sean, you know, so, you know, I want to say we squeeze all the juice out, right? But um you know, I know we talked a little offline, but when you talk about what makes an SEO domain actually valuable for domain investors, right? And I know we talked about link juice and, you know, that being a key aspect. Is that like the number one? I mean, are there any other pieces or any other things that, you know, a domain investor, when they're buying a domain, thinking about it from an SEO standpoint, they need to be thinking about? I mean, I, I think my biggest piece of advice is like, know what you're going to do with it after you get it, because those things aren't cheap these days, you know, they go for a lot of money. So, you're spending like $10,000 on a not super great name with a lot of SEO power, like definitely have a plan for it. And like I said, put a side on it like as soon as you can. Okay. Very important. All right. I love it. I mean, that's great stuff. Jen, what about you? Anything else before we close it up? This has been awesome. Thanks so much, Sean. Like you've like seriously, like so many nuggets in there. And um, as someone who is in dev, like I really appreciate it. It's like you've shared a lot that that you didn't also have to share. Um, So I really, really appreciate it. Um, But yeah, before I go, I did come up with a new AKA for you, JT. Okay. And it's it's a good one because just remember, I came up with Sherpa Winfrey. You did. Okay. You did. You are the author of Sherpa Winfrey. JT, <laughs> JT, aka John Burgundy. 
Oh, it's like, Ron okay, Burgundy, like John Burgundy. Okay. Come on, you love Will Ferrell? Like, what I do. Anchorman is one of my favorites. That is great. I'm in a glass case of emotion. You ate the whole wheel of cheese. I'm not even mad. I'm impressed. I, I mean, Anchorman is one of my joints. So that's all right. Good. I like it. All right. It's, uh, it's on the list. That's it. Um, and you guys were here to be a part of it. So um, not just Shane and not just Sean, but I mean, obviously, thank you guys so much for being here. Uh, Shane, appreciate the compliment, the the complimentary role here and allowing us to bring Sean and get the most value out of him. Sean, super appreciate you being here, dude. Uh, you know, we'll talk a little bit about the Sherpa, uh, you know, the Sherpa migration offline. See if we can pick your brain a little bit. But everything that you've shared here today, it's like kind of typical to what we do here on Sherpa, right? We do it on the domain side all the time. It's like we're sharing all this information that in some ways actually gives up a little bit of our competitive advantage. But, you know, we have found that continuing to share and educate, you know, it all comes back around, right? It's karma is a boomerang, like they, the ones they throw in Australia. So with that, I'll say thank you to my co-host, Jen. As always, thank you for being here on Down the Rabbit Hole. And with that, we're going to say goodbye. So thank you, Sherpas, for taking the time today. This was awesome. And thank you to the audience. As I say on every single show, without you, meaning the letter U, there's no us. You know what I'm saying? U, U.S., get it? You know what I mean? Without you, there's no us. Yeah. And uh, we'll see you here next time on Domain Sherpa, where all roads lead to domains in fair fairing, Scottish phrase, which means good journey. And may you travel far under fair skies and even further down dark, deep rabbit holes. All right. Thanks, everybody. Peace out. We'll see you next time here on Domain Sherpa. <laughs>